Should DSA's elected officials endorse Joe Biden? That discussion came up last night in the panel on DSA's electoral strategy hosted by DSA's Socialist Majority Caucus. My name is Rami Khalil. I'm a Seattle DSA local council member and a member of Reform and Revolution, a Marxist caucus in DSA. And I want to thank DSA's Socialist Majority Caucus for organizing the panel discussion yesterday with candidates running for DSA's national leadership body, the National Political Committee, the NPC. Different wings of DSA have different approaches about how to approach moderate Democrats. And these, disagree these disagreements were expressed quite clearly last night in the debate around the question of whether DSA's elected officials should endorse Joe Biden. Most NPC panelists, panelists agreed that DSA should not endorse Joe Biden. The question was, what should the most prominent Democratic socialists do? What should elected officials like AOC and Rashida Tlaib do? Should they endorse Joe Biden? Our reform and revolution candidate for the NPC, Philip Locker, put forward a position that our elected officials should help us to, to promote a socialist message. A comrade from the Socialist Majority Caucus, Grace Mouser, who's also running for the NPC, had a different viewpoint. In this short video here, we put the statements of these two panelists together. But please do listen to the whole debate to hear what the other candidates had to say on this too. You can find the debate at tinyurl.com smc dash candidate dash debate. The title of the debate is Socialism and Elections in PC Candidate Debate. We put together the first two clips here, which are answers to the question, Cornell West announced his candidacy for presidency. Meanwhile, many, many aligned elected officials, including AOC and Bernie, have endorsed Joe Biden. How should DSA relate to these presidential campaigns? Should DSA make an endorsement? The following two clips are closing remarks of these two panelists, Philip Locker and our comrade Grace Mouser. We need a socialist to speak to the real working class discontent that exists with the Biden presidency, while also absolutely being crystal clear that we oppose the right-wing dem uh, demagogy of, of Donald Trump and his racism and sexism. To do that, we need our political independence to actually be most effective in fighting right, far-right Republicans so that we can put forward a clear working class agenda. Our ability to fight for a working class agenda is severely compromised if we're associated with or even worse, endorse Wall Street Democrats. The most important way we need to remember as socialists to fight Trump and the Republicans is to build mass movements and independent working class power. I also believe uh, in, this, in, this, in a polarized election with a far right Republican like Trump, I think DSA and DSA electeds should encourage voters in the minority of swing states, which are a small minority of states, to block Trump by tactically voting for Biden with no political illusions, with no endorsement, with no campaigning as a purely negative vote against Trump. But I think our overall approach should be to endorse Cornell West and focus on campaigning for him. A candidate, he's the only candidate who's gonna promote our agenda in the number one political arena that workers and oppressed people are gonna be discussing in the next year and a half, and that's the presidential election. We cannot like that, but that's the reality. The presidential election is gonna be the main filter which politics are gonna be discussed the next year and a half. And it's in, his campaign is an opportunity to build support for anti-racism, trans rights, Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, closing down the Pentagon war machine and other fighting demands. I think we need to link a campaign for Cornell West with a major national effort to reelect 
our DSA Congress members and to build a socialist caucus in Congress that's distinct from the progressive caucus and use it most of all as a campaign to recruit to DSA to turn around our fallen membership and start growing again. I think I'm aligned with most of my comrades on the panel that, you know, it would be amazing if Cornell West won, but even if DSA threw 100% of our resources at it, it just isn't going to happen. Basically, we all know that either a Democrat or a Republican is going to win, and we have to respond to the actual material conditions that we find ourselves in. So if we're in the business of dealing with reality, the best outcome for us is, of course, a Biden presidency. It's the best for DSA priorities. And it's also, as Rose was just pointing out, the best for the working class. It's the best for our trans uh, brothers and sisters. It's the best for uh, like all, all of us, really. A Trump or any other Republican would be terrible. Uh, so that being said, I really don't think DSA should endorse anyone in the presidential race. We shouldn't endorse West because he won't win, and we shouldn't be in the business of endorsing doomed publicity campaigns. And we shouldn't endorse Biden because he wouldn't be part of our electoral project. And also our endorsement just wouldn't matter at all in, in that race. Our members are probably going to vote for him against a Republican anyway. We, you know, our turnout machine for Biden would be minuscule, it wouldn't matter. However, we should definitely allow electeds to, our DSA electeds to endorse Biden. I haven't heard as much discussion about this on the panel so far. Having our electeds, our DSA electeds, endorse Biden furthers our own strategic interests because it's in our interest to have Biden be president. And it allows electeds to signal their opposition to fascism to their colleagues and to their district. And it also opens up opportunities for potential coalition partners. Um, let's imagine Rashida Tlaib endorsing as she likely would. If we ask her to toe a DSA line on no endorsement, uh, versus being in solidarity with the Muslims, women, trans people in her district, that would be absolutely ridiculous. We should never, we should not condemn Rashida for endorsing Biden, and we shouldn't in, uh, condemn any of our electeds for, for doing so. I think Grace's um, answer in the last round, I think, was quite um, revealing. I wanted to just start with that a little bit, and I think it gets to a little bit the stakes of what we, the choice we're going to make at this national convention. Uh, Grace said, which I agree with, that DSA should not endorse Biden, but then went on to say that we should allow, what basically sounds like from the argument she supports, DSA electeds in Congress endorsing Biden. There's, I think, a real contradiction there. Our, we're saying as socialists, we want an electoral strategy where our electeds serve our organization and our movement and act as champions to promote our policies, but on the main political issue in the next year and a half, that the majority of workers who are not uh, super involved, the number one issue of how they're going to evaluate politics are public representatives. The main public face organization should be doing something that you think our organization shouldn't do. I'd like you to explain a little bit that contradiction there. Um, and I think in reality, it means you do support, support uh, endorsing Biden. It's just not viable in DSA, but our main uh, profile, our main representatives have to have the freedom to do what is really needed. I think there is a different course. I think our job as socialists is to carve out 
a distinct position of, yes, opposing Trump and the Republicans, let's be clear, that is the greater evil. In a choice between Trump and Biden, we want Biden to win, but we should not endorse him. And our DSA electeds can also say that crystal clear. We're not on team Biden. We want to champion a working class agenda. We're not going to endorse him. If you put a, if we're forced to make a choice in swing states like Michigan, I support Rashida Tlaib saying, I don't support Biden. He's not advanced workers' interests. But yes, vote for him to block Trump. Um, in New York, why should AOC have that message? Why doesn't AOC in New York have a message, cast a protest vote against Biden? So the final thing I'll just say flowing from that is, you know, I do think the convention faces a real choice of the direction of DSA. Uh, if we're happy with the current direction, uh, which I think Grace summed up well what that applies in the coming period, means to go along with trailing behind Biden the Democrats, I'm not the candidate to vote for. You should vote for my comrades in SMC and Groundwork. They're going to do a very good job of representing the status quo in DSA. If we want a course correction, if we want to change towards independence from the Democratic Party, I do ask for you to vote for me and my slate, my running mate, Jesse Dreyer. And also MUG and BNR and Red Star to have a left-wing majority to change direction of DSA. Our electoral project is about winning real socialist power in the real world. We want to win so that we can enact change for the working class in the short term and prove the viability of socialism in the medium and long term. Uh, and we shouldn't do things in the short term that undermine this goal. So we have to choose races where we can be determinative in a victory, and the candidate is committed to organizing with DSA. And I'm super open to hearing Aaron's thoughts and critiques about like how instructive New York City can be to other types of chapters. We need to be committed to working with the electeds we have to navigating the hostile and different terrain that they face across the country. And that means entering into good faith organizing relationships with them before we attempt to make like take punitive action on them. The reality is that electoral is messy, legislating and governing is really messy, and the only way to avoid complexities and complications is to avoid anything that would actually build our power. Uh, Bernie knows this. A lot of my comrades on this panel have rightly extolled Bernie's virtues, uh, but if he was fully folded into our electoral project, I'm sure they would be critiquing him. He endorses centrists. He's soft on Israel. He's soft on gun control. He's heavily associated with Biden and has already endorsed him. But we love him because he's serious about power and he makes strategic compromises to get it and to wield it effectively. This thinking needs to be applied internally too. There are obviously bright lines. I'm not saying that everything Bernie does is something we should do, but his strategy is a good one. There's no such thing as a perfect candidate or a perfect elected. There's really only power and there's only organizing to get more of it and to wield it. And we have to organize our elected comrades to expand and wield that power. Now, I'll close by saying that DSA is the most powerful US socialist organization in a century. We have done this over the past several years by being strategic and prepared, not in theory, but in reality. And I'm really excited and proud to be part of this, and I joined because of this. I'm running with SMC because I think what we've done is really fucking cool, and I'm committed to making it better and continuing to grow our power. Thank you for watching that.
To listen to the whole discussion, please go to tinyurl.com slash SMC dash candidate dash debate or go to SMC's YouTube channel called The Agitator. To find out more about reform and revolution and our candidates, please go to reformandrevolution.org slash NPC. Thank you.